Welcome to the Land Jam Podcast, a semi-friendly discussion between two blokes on watches, cars, and everything in between. Now, here are your hosts, Tommy and Sanjeev. Welcome to a Land Jam Short, Seiko 5 Sports Street Fighter 5 Limited Edition Series. All right, Tommy, what and- are we talking about here? Uh, well, we have, first of all, we should, we should probably introduce our special guest, Sanj. And of course, returning for, is this the third episode? Third ep. Third episode. Yeah. Roy T back for another, uh, <laughs> these are Seiko specialists for the weird Seiko watches. <laughs> I have no other talent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a one trick pony on this show. You know, uh, that's why we bring you in. Seikos. The truth is neither do we. so yeah i think this 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 week's short is about the um seiko 5 sports the street fighter watches that were kind of buzzy a couple weeks ago Mm -hmm. um and we we should kick off and first say you know roy t were you a street fighter fan you know when this was all the rage back in the day oh gosh i I mean you know we're on the, the the latest iteration of street fighter 5 is i think it came out in 2013 or 2012 so it's due for a a sequel but i've been a fan since street fighter 2 i remember you know as a child just you know trying to uh, find as many quarters as i can with my brother and i and we would just go to the corner store and there was always a lineup for this game and you just had to put your quarters down and that was like your place in line uh to come and play and it was a winner go on kind of uh kind of uh, set up for it, right? Survive um, in advance, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And it was, it's a one-of-a-kind game, really. There's no other game like Street Fighter. And it has, like, you know, a global culture to go along with it. I was actually watching um, a short series on, um, on Netflix. They have this uh, documentary series about video games. And one of the episodes went back to, it was the history of fighting games, but in particular, they went back to Japan to the guys that worked at Capcom back then in oh, the wow. early 90s. Yeah. And they asked them, like, you know, what did it take to kind of create this game? And it was just so interesting if you're a fan of video games. I, I highly encourage anybody what's to the name? What's it. the name of the program? I will find it for you right now. No, it's okay. We'll, I, we'll put it in the show notes after. Absolutely. We'll put it in the show notes All after. Right. So, so wait, what How about yourself, was- Tom? Tommy, did you did you ever get hooked on Street Fighter? I, you know, I, I think I was more exposed to Mortal Kombat through Roy and his brother than Street Fighter, actually. Um, and yeah. Virtual Fighter. But that's a completely different series, right, Roy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, each one kind of has their different niche yeah. as to, you know, they've carved out their own kind of uh, landscape in, in the fighting genre. Um, by the way, before, I know we'll drop it in the show notes, but the, the name of the Netflix docu-series is called High Score, okay? High Score, okay. High okay. Score, that's it. Okay. Great, we got to check that out. Awesome. So what about you, Sanj? Were you a Street Fighter guy? or? So I had a childhood friend who was an amazing Street Fighter um, player, and he would embarrass me completely. He would just use me as, like, warming up. <laughs> test subject yeah, yeah. because he just, was so just to good. get the knuckles kind of loose you know? <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah. stretch the fingers he's shaking <laughs> the rust out on sanj <laughs> exactly exactly hey sanj um, you're, you're garbage <laughs> 10 minutes <laughs> not even 25 seconds all right yeah wow. yeah uh, but no he was he was incredible probably the uh, best street fighter two player i've 
known in my life. But yeah, um, he he loved every aspect of the game. You know, he he would even judge the the pixels that would you know show on the screen you know, as to determine what move was going to happen. You know, like it was so detailed. Um, but okay. to be honest, I was never a big, huge Street Fighter fan. Um, not so much into like, say, like the the fighting sort of thing. I was more into like, say, first person shooter. You know, like Doom, Quake, Jeez. and all that this, stuff. This is like this is like the beginning of a documentary where the kid becomes like a school shooter or something. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully that that phase is fast. This is, a cautionary, this is a cautionary tale in the oh making. Boy, yeah. Oh boy! This is step on a line on that one. Yes, this podcast short has gone downhill thanks to Tommy and his vivid imagination. So wait, so wait, Roy, who is who is your favorite uh, character on Street Fighter? Who did you like? The most? Uh, my absolute favorite is Ken. Ken, okay. Who and who's Ken for people who? Or, Ken, Ken like, is um, you know, it's an international consortium of fighters, right? There's uh, one from every corner of the world, but Ken is uh, one of the American characters. There's a few, him and Guile, I think, yeah. are the only ones that are American. Um, and uh, he's he's pretty much the counter to uh, Ryu, which is the Japanese fighter in the game. So they're gotcha. they're kind of like two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Okay. But he's cool. my favorite. I mean, He's your favorite. As far okay. as American characters goes, I believe Jean-Claude Van Damme did a phenomenal job playing an American uh, Guile in Street Fighter. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, wow. Oh, the movie. I have seen the movie. It oh, is... my God. I, I don't know about I, that. I, yeah. I regretfully see, saw that in theaters because I was, like, excited. Ooh, you, you know, watched Jean-Claude that in Van theaters? Van Dear God. Yes. Yes. Okay. Regrettably. I feel like a kid version of me would have known that's a bad movie. I, I don't know how you fell for it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Four right, life so, choices. All right. Now. So just to give a kind of an overview of what the watches actually are. Um, so this is kind of dovetails with the Seiko 5 Sports uh, relaunch. The S, not the SKX, but the SKX's successor. Um, and what Seiko is doing is basically using those watch, that watch platform as a canvas to kind of do limited editions and special editions. They did one with um, the guitarist from, from uh, Queen, I think some time back. And that was, that was actually pretty successful. Um, so all these watches are kind of similar as far as their architecture. They've all got that four hour 36 movement, uh, which has the 41 hour power reserve, the 21,600 beats per hour beat rate. It's a, it's a real workhorse movement. Um, and all six variants will be limited to 9,999 units each. Um, and will be sold uh, actually starting this month in September 2020 at an MSRP of around 450 euros. So no matter what model we're, we're talking about, um, you know, they're all kind of ha- going to have these basic specs. Um, so I, Roy, I don't know if you want to kick off and kind of do the first couple and uh, walk us through them. <clears throat> yeah, sure. Um, so the first one that we have... I believe I'm looking at it on the site as well as going over the notes. Uh, so we have the SRPF19, which is known as the Ryu. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they're starting with the classic characters. Um, so just for everybody that, that doesn't know it as yet or hasn't clicked on the webpage, they've chosen six of the classic characters of the Street Fighter lore. So that's Ryu, Chun-Li, Ken, Guile, Blanca, and Zangief. And um, the the Ryu one, I, I got to be honest with you, like it's it's sporty, and it it represents the character very well in terms of the the colors. 
Yeah. Uh, it, it reminds me also of his training gloves as well. You know, they've they, one thing I can say for all of these, um, all of these watches now, um, since we've had a couple of weeks to kind of brush up on it since the release and I watched the trailer and I didn't think too much of certain watches, but now that I see them yeah. on the website, I'm, I'm telling you one thing, they've absolutely nailed a lot of the characteristics of the character. They've integrated it well into the design of right, the right. watches. Right. Every single one. Um, the Ryu one is actually, it's a blend of, you know, red, black on a white face. Uh, and it's, it, it, it looks kind of like well-worn. So I think that's kind of uh, symbolic of Ryu's background as a very dedicated uh, fighter. He's all about practicing and training. He's very humble about his, his capabilities. And I think that kind of re reflects like a kind of hardened edge and a lot of wear and tear to refine your craft. So the red and black is supposed to kind of evoke his gloves, I guess, right? Yes, yeah, Those are absolutely. The gloves that have been beaten up over the years. And I guess the white is his uniform. I, I guess the the scratches on the bezel, that's deliberate, right? Yes, um, yeah, absolutely. I think that's just to kind of represent his, uh, his fighting background and just the, you know, um, just the battle-worn looks of a, of a fighter that's been dedicating his life to it for such a long time. And I guess the cool thing is for all of these watches on the case back, they've done something, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, so on the case back, I think for Ryu, the the control inputs for his Hadouken attack are actually yeah. printed <laughs> on the case back, right? That's it. That's it. Which is pretty cool. I guess it is. That, that's you it. know, it's it's something for the fans, you know, something very, very unique. You know, this is Seiko, this is classic Seiko. They're they're always going with something that is not for the masses they're really tapping a niche market so for the special edition street fighter release they put little things in there that only somebody that played the game and knew all the mechanics of the moves would know and i think that's a really great nod to the fans yeah yeah okay so what else i got all right so the next one that we have is um so the Ken watch is the, is the next one, which is, as I mentioned before, Ken is kind of the, uh, you know, he's the yin to the yang of, of both him and Ryu. Like just to give you some background, most of their fundamental mechanics are identical. Um, they're kind of rebranded as characters. So, you know, uh, they're kind of going with American Ken as um, a more confident, slightly arrogant, uh, overconfident fighter. And Ryu is the yeah. one that's very capable, but he's not as pronounced. Like his ego doesn't precede his skill, you know. Gotcha. Um, but I think you know anybody that knows Ken in the in the video game, Red is the personification of Ken. There's no other character that carries a color better than Ken, and um, the face of it is is really. I I, I think it's it's one of my favorites. I really so love the red and gold that complements his blonde hair and his red gi. It's awesome. That's pretty cool. So, so the so just for people who aren't seeing, the actual bezel has an as a has gold on the edge, and then a red and black, uh, I guess bezel insert, and the dial is black with black markers. Yes, a gold. Yeah, uh, I guess outline for the hour, minute, and seconds hand. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it, it's very striking. It, it is. It is. The contrast works it's... really, really well for the design. Yeah, it, it really pops. Sanj, what do you think? A mixed bag for me. So with the Ryu, <laughs> going back to the Ryu. 
Hey, he's the yin to my yang. We're two sides of the same coin. We're the same fighter. Yeah. I prefer the Ryu over the Ken. Yeah. I don't know. I think that the Ken has just a little bit too much going on. It's too playful for you. Which is rare because usually I'm the one who likes to have more uh, elaborate designs or, you know, more color. But I think it just doesn't work for me with the Ken. Um, Okay. I'm not sure. Uh, It's it's a nice interpretation, I must say. You know, taking the elements of Ken as a character and putting it into a watch. That that I agree. But the... It's just the aesthetic of it itself. It's it's a bit much for me. Okay. Okay. That's fair enough. Okay. okay. And on on the I guess on the um, case back they have the Shuriken punch. Yes, exactly. For Ken. So it's got the okay. uh, the punch mechanic, like the instructions on the back. So again, it's That's it's awesome. the same thing as Ryu. It's an odd to the fans. And I you know to be honest with you, I totally agree with a lot of uh, Sanja's points. Um, but again, I, it, it's making this design for the fans. It's, it's a, it's a nerdy niche genre that they're going after and to play it, exactly. Um, you know, if they wanted to play it in a very general way, it certainly, it wouldn't be worth it. it the whole thing wouldn't be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can see fans out there buying the entire collection, but I mean, if I, I just like, I, I do appreciate how Seiko does take the elements of the character. Yeah. And apply it to each watch. I mean, this is basically the same, like uh, SK or 5KX, let's just call mm-hmm. it. Um, and they've just done multiple ways. Like if you <clears> see Ryu's watch, for example, the indices, um, it's rectangular, but on Kent's it's circular. Yes, yeah, exactly. Even That's the true. bezel, it's even though you know Ryu's uh, battle worn, let's just say. Mm-hmm. But if you notice, there's no uh, Arabic numerals, but on Kent's, it's a it's a dive. A dive uh, bezel. Yes, exactly. Uh, if I don't know if that's meant to say that. If I, I think Ken was as in the game, Ken was faster and a bit more technical, but Ryu was a bit more. Let's say had a bit more strength. Right? Yes, I, I, I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean it's up to our interpretation. Some some people feel very much like that. Like you know, Ken is a little bit quick, quicker, but when Ryu hits connect, they're a little bit more devastating i guess they would take a little bit more energy from you from your opponent Mm -hmm. so i I think there's some truth to that okay and and what what do we we have next okay so the next one is uh chun li's so you know chun li is a fighter she's an interpol officer that's her background in she's a chinese interpol officer in um in the video game and you know uh, sanj we got we got the right guest for this episode (laughs) i know i I don't yeah. know that level of detail, Street Fighter. But, <laughs> so carry on, Roy. Well, um, you know, she's a very traditional... Um, she she wears, like, a lot of traditional dresses um, from her Chinese culture. And uh, I, I got to be honest with you, in terms of this design, they really captured the essence of the character very, very well. It's not too striking. Um, you could wear this anywhere, and nobody would ever pick up that it would be something related to a street fighter uh special edition niche uh but that being said it's it's very beautiful it's like a traditional chinese um the indices is kind of um it's yeah it's like a yes to to mimic her wrists Wrist yes, spikes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't find the word for you know those those wristbands that she has, like what they're actually called. But uh, 
Uh, I, I guess they're just bracelets. Yeah, they're kind of like yeah, yeah. I don't know, death bracelets, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's got like four inch spikes coming it's, off it's of them. It's basically what. Yeah, this this is basically the same thing that Tommy wore back in college you know, during his <laughs> goth phase. That's it. <clears throat> That's it. You know, well, we can both say that Tommy didn't pull it off nearly as well as Chun Li. <laughs> I right. agree. No, nobody can. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's it's got a blue jade face. Um, the blue and gold is beautiful contrast. Um, and like I said, like it's got a, uh, I guess it would be like an alligator skin um, strap. And yeah. it just looks really nicely done. It's it's dyed well, so it's not all uniform, the same color. It's kind of textured. Some areas, the blue shows stronger than others. It's got white stitching. Again, it's all about contrast. And it's, it's embodying the colors that she normally wears. So she has white boots. Uh, she has a traditional, um, you know, jade blue dress. And uh, she wears accents of gold throughout the dress. And it's it's really yeah. well carried on this design. Yeah, I have to agree with uh, Roy um, with this one here because it you could pass this off as like a, as a dressy Seiko watch, but it's essentially a dive watch. Um, yeah, just converted into something that mimics uh, Chun Li's character and the way they did the indices. If you notice, even like the the twelve, six, and nine, they would have had it at three o'clock, but they have the day date complication there. You know, it's got a different set of. Uh, spikes i guess you call it especially at the 12 which is a bit more uh, elaborate and intricate and the cool thing with this watch is you know the bezel is in 12 hours so you can kind of use it as a another time zone um which is a, a little bit of a hidden bonus feature I yeah. guess. but i just i just like the way they, they played with the colors with this one when you compare this one to the ken i think the execution of the chunli one is, is done a, a stellar job how about you, Tommy? No, I, I think it's fantastic. And it's, it's visually very striking. And if, you, if you're looking, if you're familiar with the character, I think the watch would pop. And otherwise, it's just a really nice looking watch. And uh, yeah, no, I, it's, it's lovely. It's fantastic. And that blue is very rich. I, I don't know how to even describe that blue for people who aren't seeing. It's mm -hmm. like a very uh, rich, uh, it's going to sound stupid, but like an ocean blue. Like it's, it's a very... Very yeah. blue, but yes. it's the exact same shade as her outfit. So it's, uh, it's very well executed. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know if that dial is like a sunburst effect. It's the picture. It looks like look it like... in the picture, yeah, but I can't tell. We need to see it yeah. in person, like on a review video or something like that. Then you would be able to. Definitely. You'd be able to gauge it. Yeah. 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 All right. What else? What's next? Okay, so we got we got through the first three, so that leaves the last three. So we'll start with for the second half, uh, the second American fighter, who is Guile. Guile is actually a um... <laughs> Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> yeah, let's Jean let's Claude erase that from our memory. <laughs> we have a Belgian guy. From we have a Belgian guy playing an American. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, but yeah, he's a military. He's a military yeah. fighter. Um, he's yeah. kind of like a commando. You know, the only thing I can ever tell you that's ridiculous in this to this character is his haircut. Like that would never fly in any military. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, but you know, that being said, it's, his it's a Brooklyn blowout. That, that's yeah. exactly it. It's a Brooklyn blowout yeah. for a military soldier. <laughs> He's got he's he's got a tour of duty on the Jersey oh, Shore. Man. That's what this it is. is the, that's it. That's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he 
he's 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 the Street Fighter situation. <laughs> Jersey Shore military man. We got a situation here. GTL. We got a situation. <laughs> it's a GTL. Totally. Guile Tan Laundry. That's it. <laughs> GTL assassin. That's what he is. But um, getting back to the design, you know, it's it's so military inspired. It's it's crazy. Uh, again, yeah. this is one of those things that, although it's it's uh, this special edition is is for Street Fighter fans, you could completely pull this off as a kind of military um, inspired design. I don't think anybody would ever pick up that this is connected to Street Fighter, but it does show it's the character's background of uh, his military roots, and it's very inspired. It looks strong. It looks tactical. Very utilitarian. It's got kind of a a camouflage uh, face. It's got an army green bezel, which I really like. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's very traditional. It's got its, uh, yeah. So the one thing I do like about this one is the, the use of numerals on the yes. indices. I think that the choice that they've made is very nice. I think I, I kind of want Seiko to apply. That I like that font. Yeah. To, yeah. I mm-hmm. love that font. And and at nine o'clock, I guess those are his dog tags. Am, am I yeah, I think so. Like it's it does look like that. Let me. Uh, no, you know what? I'm sorry. That's like not. So. That's his partner. Um, he, there's a background story to it. Charlie Nash. Yeah. So Charlie is another commando. That's kind of like his his squad partner. And gotcha. in the story, he goes missing for for a while, and he's believed to be uh, KIA. So he carries those dog tags in in remembrance of his friend. That's really cool. That's very subtle. I didn't yeah. even catch that. I had to zoom in on that. But again, it's one of those things that it's it's a it's a nod to the fans. Yeah, yeah. You have to be a fan of exactly. the game. And his case back print, this case back move is, I guess, the Sonic Boom. That yeah, yeah. That's that's for. classic guy. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> All right. Cool. Yeah, it is a dog tag. You're right. It is. His best friend, Charlie Nash, that he keeps with him to cheer him up and stay sharp during his fights. <laughs> gotcha, Very nice. Gotcha. Yep, it's the sonic boom. That's the case back. All right, so the next one is kind of striking. It's the, it's the red and yellow uh, SRP F24 or the Zangief. Right. Is that Zangief? Am I saying yeah, that right? you got it. Zangief. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think of this one? Um, it... it hits all the marks in terms of the colors as well as the character. Um, you know, Zangief is a guy that's uh, a Russian fighter and his background is grappling and rustling. His body is a testament to his strength. And I think that's embodied and red and gold, obviously, you know, hearkening back to the former USSR traditional colors. I was actually thinking Spain. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> oh, this, well, I don't know about that. Makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, it, it makes uh, sense as a USSR. It yeah. does. It. <laughs> yeah, you may want to stick with Mortal Kombat that, here. Even that's exactly. <laughs> but you know, going back to to um, you know a character with that kind of strength and power, I think this this look it looks really strong. Like the watch looks like it can take a kind of beating. Um, yeah. It, it's very simplistic. It, it's trying to win you with just the simple aesthetic and just how tough it is. Um, so it's traditionally red and yes. gold. 
um, the the numbers are very large and the indices are um, they're, they're marked, but they're not as pronounced as the numbers. And um, it, it's cool really nice. Is, is the bezel is actually studded like it's yes, exactly. That's yes, very yeah, I was just yeah. about to point that out. Um, and the case is gold, so I guess it's kind of sticking with the yellow red. Theme. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and that's um, yeah, I, re I really like that actually, man. All right, so what, what's what do we have for last? Last one okay. is Blanca. Blanca is from Brazil. He's a he's a you know Beauty and the Beast kind of guy. Uh, he looks like half man, half beast. He grew up in the jungle, yeah. and uh, you know it's to kind of represent. Like when I look at this watch, it looks very feral to me. It looks very. Um, yeah. It looks aggressive in a kind of beastly way. And um, the colors that they chose are bang on. I mean, I know it's a very polarizing design, but this character is obviously very polarizing as well. Um, he's he's not a human fighter. He's something in between, right? Um, yeah. So you can just kind of see the... Uh, I feel it, it's emoting a kind of like aggression around the bezel. If you look at it, 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 there's a contrast of the traditional flag, obviously, of Brazil. There's uh, green and gold. But it, it's kind of like, almost like scratched up or clawed apart. And then when you contrast that with the, uh, the watch face, which has um, the indices are, are marked just like, uh, uh, what's it? They're like, like, they're, teeth, they're like right? teeth. And it, it, it goes back to, like um, the yes, the monster. Exactly. Thank you. Um, yes. So the, the fangs, although it looks like it's been pulled from there, it complements this design really, really well. Um, and, and the hands are yellow, yes. too, which, I, which I think actually kind of work. I think so, too. Uh, I really, yeah. I really, of, really like it. matches the bezel. Yeah. This kind of reminds me of, like, if they were to, like, looks, it looks like a watch from, like, the Rio 20. Yeah, that's exactly what Olympics. I was thinking. When I looked at this at first, it, it reminded me kind of the uh, the logo of the Olympics in Rio. Yeah, it just reminds me, yeah, of like an Olympic-looking like uh, motif or something. But you know, Blanca is from Brazil, yes. right? So makes um, sense. Okay, so all right, so that's the whole collection. Uh, what's your pick going to be, Roy? Oof, good question. Um, to be honest with you, it's if I'm going on the evaluation of something that's as close to the character, I think I yeah. think Blanca's is the win. I, I would say even though it's the most polarizing design, it's the one that's very, it's very obvious. Like if you look at it and you knew what they're trying to uh, communicate in the design. Oh, by the way, the yeah. bezel is actually like it's showing an electron electric discharge pattern. That's the contrast between the, oh, right. you know, uh, yes. he can charge electricity oh. and, and uh, shock people in the game. So the, 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 the shakiness or the, the, the discharge pattern is is on the actual bezel. That's really cool. That's wow. really cool. That's really cool. That's really cool. Wow. Okay. All right. Okay. So you're gonna take, take uh, so, Sanj. Yeah. Sanj, what do you take? As so, if I were to pick the watch, like if that I wanted to buy, it would be the Ryu. Yeah. Um, but. As a character, the watch that is most uh, representative mm -hmm. of the character, I would have to yep, say it's the I Trinity. 
I agree with that totally. Chun Li, yeah, I I agree with it. Chun Li is probably the one that pops out the most as Chun Li. Um, I would probably take the Ken. I actually really I like the Ken one as well. I think the Chun Li one is very yeah. undercover. You know that you would never think that it's it's related to Street Fighter. It's just such a beautiful design. Correct. People would never it's even a beautiful think twice design. about it. Yeah. Yeah. But so Tommy you picks knew, yeah. the Yeah. So Tommy, you pick the Ken, I pick the Roy. Blanca Ryu. for me. It's in Blanca for Roy. So what this means is that Tommy and I are yin and yang. <laughs> and Roy's just a monster. <laughs> he's, he's the wild card. He's the wild yeah, card. He's the wild it. card. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think all in all, Seiko did a very good job. In in, in yeah. this concept, you know, I think I think it appeals to young people. I think it appeals to fans of the series, and they've obviously put a lot of thought into each model. It's not something they slapped together no, with stickers. No, and no. It they have put some so, good thought into it. Uh, I've, yeah. You've got to appreciate that. I, I I think and and the price point is really achievable, like uh, attainable. Um, yeah, four hundred fifty euro so, is you know once once it hits a, you know once it hits the street, this price will definitely go down. Um, and be accessible to people. So I think it's great. Uh, interesting that it's limited edition to like 9,999 units. That doesn't seem that limited. Just under 10,000. That's like six. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's like what, 6,000 watches in total? That's, uh, that's quite a bit. So the oh, other 60, thing I wanted to highlight is it's, it's it 9,999 yeah. 9, 60, 9, times six. Yeah. 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 Okay. So it's about yeah. 60,000. So not so limited, but still, uh, you know, still, still something. Yeah, Sanj, what are you going to say? So the one other thing that's kind of, let's just say, limited, you know, and what Seiko really did put thought into in the Street Series, and I think they're really starting with their Street Series, is the, mm-hmm. the straps. You know, they're all different and very unique. You know, you don't see these kinds of straps yeah, too often. I totally agree. They're going after a younger I market. Really like it's the... very obvious. Traditionalists are yes. not going to. I really pick like the, the the Ryu strap looks really nice. Actually, that padded, yeah. um, kind of white canvas strap, which I, I think has leather lining. Yeah, I, I think that's supposed to evoke yeah. his gi, like the actual you know garb that he wears during the fights. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I think I think and, that looks really sharp. I really like that. And if you look at the dial of the Ryu. Um, the 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 uh the blog to watch article that we're referencing here, um, it's also textured yes. like the strap, yes, like it's uniform. Yes, no, very impressive, very so, impressive for a watch at this level. You know, you gotta you gotta give it up to Seiko. Absolutely. All right, so I think that's what we had for watches on this short. Um, for closing notes, um, I actually, you know, it's we're actually very lucky to have Roy on. He's he's uh, he's a person who's very knowledgeable about movies and culture, and um, he actually just recently watched *Tenet* by Christopher Nolan. And Roy, what was your what was your kind of review in if in one sentence? Um, one sentence. One sentence. In one word, confusing. Tough to follow. <laughs> okay. Ambitious, he, he ambitious, but tough to follow. To I think sentence. that would be the perfect. <laughs> Summary: Ambitious but tough to follow. And and the Guardian actually had a write up on mm-hmm. Tenet and its muffled dialogue, basically saying that much of Tenet's flaws or some of it, with regards to confusion, is that you really can't yes. hear the dialogue. 
and I wanted to, I wanted to I wanted to see <clears> what your take was. Did you have trouble hearing the? You know, I actually thought it um, was. Um, I didn't even think it was anything to do technically with the movie. I thought perhaps uh, somebody had messed up the mix for the sound in the theater. Like perhaps the person, the theater technician, had perhaps made some slight alteration and he didn't catch it before it started playing. Right. right. Um, so I, I spoke to one of my friends in Vancouver and he was like, no, no, no. I, I had the exact same problem. I saw that in the theater too. And I said, gosh, really? And then, you know, I started looking this up and I came across this article and um, a lot of it is bang on really. Um, it, it, it's, it's difficult to describe. You'd need to see this movie. And here's the thing. It's such a tragedy because the sound dictates how you can follow the plot, the characters, the names, what's going on. And this story, I'm telling you, it's the most ambitious, complicated um, theory that he has to work with for, for a plot. There's so many... Even more than Inception? It, it, it actually makes Inception look quite seamless in terms of like being able to follow the structure of it, even though that was at the time uh, quite a complicated plot. This one is tough and it's just, it's made even more harder by the fact that it's so difficult to hear everything. The dialogue is like, I would say probably third in the entire mix. You can hear, yeah, go ahead. I mean, yeah. No, well, this is a common problem with Christopher Nolan, right? I mean, even I'm, I'm thinking back to Dark Knight Rises and like, some of the dialogue in that movie, you really... Yeah, um, you know, if we're touching on that movie, uh, I remember I remember um, going to see a movie, gosh, I can't remember what it was, but they had a sneak preview for The Dark Knight Rises, that, that first scene, the plane hijacking. And um, I saw it in the theaters, and I'm telling you, I couldn't hear one word that Bane was saying. It, it was so <laughs> badly mixed... It, it was inaudible. I couldn't tell. It was incomprehensible. It was just a guy muffled by a mask. And and he's wearing a mask, yeah. And, it's and I remember... Mask. Yeah, this is all pre-COVID level where we can understand how people... <laughs> well, now, we have to, now we're still not <laughs> understanding everybody, but we all have to wear the Bane mask. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, the interesting <laughs> anecdote about that is that so many people complained that went to go see the sneak preview of that, of just that scene, it was unanimous. Everybody said the same thing. I can't understand a word that Tom Hardy is saying as Bane. His dialogue is completely incomprehensible. And they actually went back and remixed it. And the release of it in the theaters, the actual release was reworked. That was not the initial mix, but it was just because of fans crying out that were huge Batman fans saying, Wow. This is, okay. It sounds ridiculous. I can't hear anything that he's saying. So they literally had to place it yeah. from wherever it was in the mix to the primary focus. And it really helped. It was very obvious when I saw that in the theater. There were some lines that I could not catch, but for the most part, it was immensely better than that, that sneak preview. Yeah, so I remember in that scene, it was more of that CIA officer who tries to interrogate. I could not understand oh, really? what he was saying wow. at first. Yeah, so, I mean, more than him. Yeah, go ahead, Tommy. No, I go finish. Finish your thoughts. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, yeah, him more oh, really? than Bane. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so the Guardian article basically says it's not that the dialogue is necessarily turned down. Uh, at least the sound mixing guy that they interview in the article, it's that 
the the theaters don't play it loud enough. So because the movies are loud as it is, they actually turn the volume down. And when you turn the general volume down, the mix, the portion of the volume that's dedicated to dialogue is turned on even more so. So you've got a loud movie where you hear all the bangs and the action, but you can't actually hear the words. At least that's what one guy's explanation was. I'm not sure if that makes I, sense. Um, every movie. I don't necessarily agree with it. And uh, here's the reason why. Yeah. I'm just going by what I felt. This is just completely sub, you know, objective. But um, I felt that, first of all, they, they have a soundtrack, like, like the music that is composed for the movie. And that supersedes yeah. anything else in the entire movie. Like that is so loud and the bass is so droning. And it, don't get me wrong, it's a good score, but it's just so loud that it drowns out number two, the sound effects. The sound effects are actually the second highest thing that I picked up on. And then third, I would say is the dialogue. Okay. So it was like, okay. you know, okay. it, there were, yeah, there were some scenes with like uh, Robert Pattinson and John David Washington where they're just talking by themselves nobody else is there. And you can still barely hear what the heck they're saying. And, it, you know, this is, I'm a huge Christopher Nolan fan. I've seen every one of his movies in the theaters. I would and, say, yeah, I, yeah, I would say yeah. we're not in shallow company on that statement. He's uh, arguably the best director working right now. And. Well, I think, I think Sanj is more of a Michael Bay guy. <laughs> what do you say, Sanj? <laughs> Nothing beats The Rock, you know. Sanj is still there in 96 <laughs> with Nick Cage you, you literally and Connery. Picked- you literally picked the best Michael Bay movie, by the way. You could have done a whole lot worse than The yeah, Rock. Yeah, The Rock was actually pretty good. good. He's literally going for Dark yeah, Side of the Moon Transformers. That's what he's Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, God. No. Oh, no. Basically just commercials. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I guess, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Has Christopher Nolan ever discussed anything about this? Has, has, has uh, he ever responded and said maybe I need to I, From what I can tell, no, but I'll be honest with you. I think, first of all, I don't even think this movie is going to make its money back. It, it is a, like, on a technical level, this is a masterpiece. It really, really is. The cinematography, the special effects, everything. It's, it's just marvelous. Um, it's, it's just unfortunate that, especially in this COVID time, where you have such, this is the first major movie to be released into theaters this year. And they pushed it back as much as they could. They just finally bit the bullet and said, well, you know, we got to do this. And when I went to see it, there was no more than 50 people in the theater and that seats 300 people. Um, So I guess what I'm trying to say is the mix has an impact on the people in, in terms of like if they enjoy it or not. But, and I think that affects word of mouth as well. If I'm telling you I couldn't understand anything sure, in, sure, that, sure. in that movie, how inclined are you in this climate with COVID? How inclined are you to go sure. see it based on what sure. I'm telling you about it? Not likely. So Roll the dice. You know, yeah. it, it might yeah. seem very yeah. petty, but I think it, it's getting financially impacted by this, I'll be honest, very bad mix the sound it's it's really i've never seen a movie this garbled yeah that's the perfect word like even you know dunkirk sometimes Um, you know the 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 sound and the soundtrack sometimes came over the dialogue but it was never to a point where you couldn't hear what they were saying 
for 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 minutes on end. Yeah. This thing, it's like thirty minutes. It doesn't yeah. matter where the scenes go. What the heck's going on in the plot? You can't hear anything. Yeah, I mean, but this is a problem even at home. Like, I, I'm watching TV now solely with subtitles. Like, I I can't hear a word of dialogue um, spoken anywhere. I I, I, I you, do watch it, but I have used subtitles. Uh, a lot. I think it's it's more with your age. <laughs> um, you're getting up there. I'm hearing I, aids. I am the hearing aids there. running yeah, out of battery. But, yeah, I need one. The end of the movie. One. The hearing aid battery is out. <laughs> exactly. I'm looking for double A's by the end of the movie. Yeah? <laughs> no, no, you're not the only one, uh, to be honest. Yeah, it's, I, it's, I, I've noticed that with several. It's yeah, I feel like the sound effects and the music and the score is turned up. But it, the it wasn't like this, though, anything. was it? Like, like I when we were teenagers and going no, like, you know, in in the movie no, theater, I could hear every word. I would never even want to hear them. It's the mix subtitles or view it's it the subtitles. Mixing. It's yeah, like you. I remember watching like um, like Daredevil, you know, the, on on Netflix or The Punisher. Like Wait, we're talking about they have the we're dialogue. talking about the show, yeah. not the movie. Yeah, true. Netflix, correct. <laughs> the, the show. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, but yeah, like even those shows on Netflix, I remember just struggling sometimes mm-hmm, to hear. Mm-hmm. The yeah, dialogue. Yeah, I, I I don't know what it is. I think yeah, it's a no, post production issue. I do I do not think it's an issue actually capturing dialogue. You know, while they're filming, it's got to be in post production mixing it. No, no, it's definitely not that. And whatever yeah. they're doing right now certainly isn't well, working. Yeah, they continue to do this, especially in the theaters with limited releases, limited crowds. It's not good. It's not going to bode well for your return on investment. It's just not a good move. Yeah, it's true. I mean, so I guess I guess your recommendation is watch the movie, but watch it on. You TV know what? I, I, I'll say this. On. I think I would probably like this movie more than I did with subtitles, and I have never said that about any movie, but I will say it for this movie. You couldn't comprehend anything, okay. and thus okay. you didn't feel nothing was valued in the movie as a result of being not being able to understand. You know, like the plot is very complicated as it is. And if you cannot pick up the dialogue, yeah. you can't bridge the gap between what you don't know and what the plot actually is. Um, so I would say, hands right, down, right. watch this with subtitles. You'd probably appreciate it the second time around. I certainly hope I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I like how Tommy mentioned, you know, watch it on Blu-ray yeah. or DVD. Forget well, streaming. Well, I buy the media. I'm, I'm a fan of buying the, yeah, the physical me media. Too. Me too, I, but it's, 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 it's yeah. like disappearing. Uh, something you own, Gosh, it's always yours. It's hard to find now. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. But, uh, you know, I've got copies of movies that I really care about. I keep them. You know, I... <laughs> like Daredevil. You know, you love that movie. <laughs> ben Affleck, yeah, Jennifer really? Garner, who can say <laughs> that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, I think that, that covers our show for today. Yeah. 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 I think I think that sums yeah, it up. Oh, great! This is great. Yeah, Roy, thank you for for joining us. Roy, yeah, thank you. It, it, oh, we couldn't have done pleasure, this guys. show without. As you. always, thank we you always for the invites. It's a pleasure to to do any show no with idea. you, any episode, anytime. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, thanks again for joining us for another Land Jam short. Um, oh, one thing we should probably uh, mention, Sanj, is that our Instagram had a bit of a mishap a couple of weeks ago. 
um, the account actually got deleted. Yes. Yeah. So uh, we. If, I I don't know what happened. I mean, I think it was you that found out, Tommy, that we just lost the account, and you did your best to reclaim it. But yeah, unfortunately, we just lost it. Not not gonna happen. Uh, so we are rebuilding the account. Um, but if you were following us previously, please follow us on our new handle. Um, so that handle, and you know, excuse the weird handle. It's the t h e underscore landjam l a n j m underscore pod p o d. Um, same same great weird content that we had before. And a new logo. And we new updated logo. the logo. That's right. That's right. I do. Well, I do like it. A bit it's, uh, more. it's very. Um, hang on one second. I was just looking at it. Just give me one sec. It's got a bit of a pop. Yeah. Yeah. A bit of the blocky slash. It, it kind of feels. To be honest with you, I think it actually feels design. in line with a lot of your content. You know, it kind of feels like a retro, a retro attempt at a futuristic logo. That's what I think about it. It, yeah, that. Yes, it's, it's yeah. all about the Tetris. L. It's what the exactly. Future like That's in exactly. It. It's a mid '80s futurist <laughs> futurist vision of a logo. <laughs> you know, like if, if Patrick yeah, Bateman exactly. listened to a podcast, he'd probably be showing the logo for for his podcast. I know. <laughs> He's a fan of the Land Jam logo. <laughs> that, that's that's high praise. That's that's high praise. That's the best compliment we could have got. He'd this be whole, listening yeah, to it on his Walkman. The best compliment. Yeah, that's right. Getting his reservation at Dorsia. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think trading business cards with the logo. That's right. Well, I think that covers it for uh, our short this week. Uh, thanks again for joining us, and uh, as always, uh, you know, please uh, like and subscribe wherever you get this. Thank you. Thank you.